Do you like crab rangoons? Oh my god, who doesn't? What Seriously. kind of monster? What kind of monster do you have to be to not like crab rangoons? <laughs> oh god, I'm just drop my water. <laughs> <laughs> to Kyle and Courtney Have Questions, the podcast where we try to figure out what the fork this world is all about, honey. Every single week, we pick a different random topic that we have a million and one questions about. We try to find the answers mm-hmm, to all of those mm-hmm, questions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then hopefully you guys can learn along with us. Exactly. And let's do some little introductions real quick, okay? Are you guys ready for some introductions? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Well, if she was a vegetable, she'd be a cucumber. Mm, it's Courtney Agnew. <laughs> and he might as well be a parking ticket because he's got fine written all over him. Oh my- it is Kyle Russell. That's such a good one. <laughs> Wait, what's I on your shirt? every week trying to outdo what we've done before. I know, it's so fun. <laughs> and I really hope you're insinuating that I'm as cool as a cucumber and it's nothing dirty. No, you are as cool as a cucumber. Like, what are you accusing me Always of, Kyle? Always cool, calm, and collected is Courtney. I don't know if that's accurate, but I will pretend. That's that what it is. I always see as cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> oh, that's because the mania happens inside my brain. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's on your shirt? What are you wearing? Oh, this is uh, a nice little Star Wars shirt. Amazing. Yeah, so it's got like all the OG characters, and then at the bottom of it, it says "May the Force be with you." Because all I see is Luke and Leia. Oh yeah, here, wait, let me stand up so you can like see the full shirt. Ah, amazing! I love that. Yeah, that's really fun. I love it. Where'd you get that? I am a bona fide Star Wars nerd. I actually found this at Old Navy for twelve dollars. I love it. I, I love was a like, bargain. Take my money, bitch. <laughs> Take it. Give me it. Um, I love me some Star Wars. Nice. So. What are you drinking? I actually, oh, I am drinking a little bit of Chardonnay, mm-hmm. and I have a bottle of water here as well. Amazing. Gotta balance, balance I, my hydration. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you? I feel like <laughs> every time that we record, I have just gone through a weekend of drinking, and I'm always, in like, recovery. I'm always like, it's water today, honey. <laughs> <laughs> this was not the plan when we started this uh this line of questioning, we were going to do this every week. Listen, but summer's been crazy in your schedule especially. It has been wild, and I don't know who I think I am. Who is this girl that has taken over my body? I usually don't drink this much, but right now there's just a lot going on. Like, I was in, in a wedding this weekend, so we had, like, the rehearsal dinner on Friday, the rehearsal, mm-hmm. and then the actual dinner and the taking pictures and, like, all that good jazz that comes with being a best man in a wedding. Fun, fun. <sighs> But now it's over and I can breathe and I am going on a cleanse or something. Something. <laughs> it's time to detox. My, my body is like, that's enough, girl. <laughs> I, I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. So I know that's, I am, uh, in two weeks, I am going to visit my best friend in Austin. And I am absolutely certain that my liver is going to need Quite a bit of recovery yeah. after after four days with with my bestie. Make sure you trouble. pack your liquid IV to go with you. Always liquid IV is Always. not a sponsor, but if they want to be, we're Call welcome. Us. We're welcome for it. You can reach us at Kyle and Courtney Questions <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> exactly. What have you been up to? Uh, let me tell you what. I have been up to a whole lot of nothing this weekend. Okay. And it's been great. So I love that. Yeah, I like July was just a crazy month. 
um, had work studying for exams. I took one, I'm studying for another one, had all kinds of crazy shit. My dad had some health stuff going on. So Mm -hmm. I was back and forth to my parents on the weekends. And I've just, I was burnt out. I woke up on Friday and it was just like, I felt like I'd been hit by a truck. I just was like, I felt like crap. So I took a sick day and I, I think I slept like six or seven hours throughout the day on Friday, just laid on the couch and did nothing. Um, And I haven't left my apartment all weekend other than like walking Stevie outside. You needed that. You needed the rest. It's been wonderful. I like cleaned the apartment. I got like stuff organized and like collected some stuff that needs to be donated. I bought a new couch that Mm -hmm. will hopefully be here soon to like make my space more cozy. You are forever donating things. I appreciate that about you. I, I literally went to, um, Goodwill. I think it was a Goodwill, um, and dropped off two giant like chewy boxes of like Stevie's 30 pound bags of dog food. Two of those boxes and five full garbage bags of of stuff. And I just was like, take it, take it all, take it all. all." That's wonderful. Get it away from me. It's going to go to a loving home now. Well, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I just, I don't like clutter mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how I just seem to accumulate. I say, I don't know how I do know how <laughs> I have to shop on online. Exactly. Amazon, baby. I hate Jeff Bezos, but God, that two day ship. I know Oof. it'll get you every time. <laughs> Speaking of get you every time I fucking got myself so bad this weekend. Okay. Oh no. What happened? So at this wedding, uh, my, the, the groom is to, is a gay wedding, two grooms. One of the grooms I've known him for 20 years now, we went to college together mm-hmm. and his mom was coming up from Mississippi to come to the wedding and her name is Brenda Joyce. But I didn't remember that. So the, uh, one of the other party people in the, in the party was like, what's his mom's name? And I was like, it's Barbara Jane. It's Barbara Jane. And uh, <laughs> very confidently said this. And You're like, I knew the initials. <laughs> Close, you know, and so we were at dinner, and Corey was like, "It's it's Barbara Joyce. Barbara Joyce will be here." And I was like, "Oh fuck, Barbara Joyce!" And then the girl, her name was Mandy. She was like, "What is it?" I was like, "It's Barbara Joyce. It's no, 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 no. It's Bar. It's Barbara. It, wait a minute. What is it? It's." <laughs> and so we were just having like, like, just call her BJ, Brenda. It's Brenda. <laughs> and so I was like so confident, like had it in my head. I was trying to fuck Mandy up, but I had it in my head. I knew what it was. And then after the wedding, she comes up to me and I was like, Barbara Joyce. And she looked at me and she looked at Joe and she was like, you should know my name at this point, basically. And then she walked away with like finished her conversation. I've had too many shots. (laughs) Don't judge me. I've had six (laughs) bottles of cheap champagne. Um, I mean, six glasses. And she walked off and Joe looked at me and he said, babe, you said Barbara Joyce. And I was like, no, I didn't. (laughs) How embarrassing. I'm just thinking of Broadway Barbara. I can't help it. We got accidentally drunk at the rehearsal dinner because... Accidentally drunk. Accidentally That's drunk. my favorite kind of drunk. <laughs> because, you know, like, sometimes on wedding days, like, in the things surrounding weddings, it's, like, very much a hurry up and wait situation where, like, yeah. everyone's gathering together, we're going to do the rehearsal, and then we're going to wait, you know? Yeah. And so between the rehearsal, no, before the rehearsal, while we were corralling everyone, me and Mandy went to the bar next door and got, a, like, a beer and a cocktail and whatever, then we're, you know, sitting there having, we have the rehearsal waiting for everyone to come. Rehearsal takes two and a half minutes because there's really, every wedding's the same, you know? Yeah. And so then we went to the dinner and we went before everyone because we were just tired of waiting. So we went to the, the dinner place and we're like, oh, we'll sit at this bar. It's like, you know, we'll just have a cocktail. 
the guy made us the strongest lemon drop that I've ever had. And so I'm sitting there eating and then champagne comes. And so I'm sitting there oh, at dinner no. table and bread, the, the bread finally comes and it, it was, they were like, does anyone want bread? And I was like, me, I need the bread. <laughs> I got to soak this up. I was like, someone it's, help it's, me. it hit me. <laughs> and then the wine came and I was like, what have I done? I should, I know yeah. better not to eat, not to drink on an empty stomach, but it was just like one of those days, you know? Listen, I have been there and I know that moment all too well when you're just all of a sudden like, ooh, I'm drunk now. Yeah. How exactly. did I get here? It's like, <laughs> oh shit. I was like, I hope, well, we were supposed to do our, our best men speeches at the, um, at the rehearsal dinner and they ended up mm-hmm. not doing them because they were like, we don't want some drunk asshole making a fool out of us. And I was like, they're over there like, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank God. Well, I ended up like giving him my speech because I was like, I, I really put some thought into this. I want you to read it or have it at least, you know. Yeah. Um, and he really liked it. So, but anyway. So they didn't have you do it like at the reception for the wedding? Mm-mm. No. Because they didn't want other people standing up and making speeches, like being encouraged to speak at the wedding. Oh. And like, do people do that? Yes. I've never seen that happen. It happened at our wedding. We had two people that were supposed to speak. And then several people got up and took the mic. And they all said lovely things. But it was like, oh, we didn't plan for this. Okay, here we are. I have never seen that happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I would would be that bride who would be like, "Uh uh-uh. Fuck no. Cut their mic. Fucking give that microphone. That is not your microphone. No, sir. Mm-mm. Cut Get their away. fucking mic. Play play that that Emmy outro music. Get yes. them off stage. <laughs> Turn the microphone off. <laughs> Cut the mic. Cut the mic. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Without further ado, Courtney. Yes. What are we talking about today? Okay. So this week, um, I decided to pick a topic that just really annoys the fuck out of me. Um, and I think it annoys a lot of us. So, uh, this week we're going to talk about what the hell is the deal with credit scores? Oh my God. Look, what is the deal, Kyle? (laughs) Look, listen, I have some thoughts on this. Look and listen. So I can't wait to get into this because it has been a long road with me and my credit score. So I'm excited to talk about this one. Oh man, yeah, we've got we've got a lot to talk about. So Great. first of all, I mean, we are always bombarded with commercials and ads of like check your credit score, monitor your credit score, get a free credit report. And I, I'm sure that more than one of us has had our credit score impact us in either a positive or negative way at some point in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you could be turned down for an apartment. Maybe you get a crummy interest rate on a credit card or a car loan or you know, something like that, just because of your credit score. Or then you have the ones of us who watch that number so carefully, doing everything we can to like try and maintain and get a good score. Yep. And then it just fucking plummets for the dumbest reason. Like, Absolutely. for example, I I checked my credit score. Um, I looked at my credit score last night. My current credit score was, I think it was like a 720. And we're going to talk about like what the numbers mean. But back in March, my credit score was 810. What? Do you know why my credit score has dropped so much? You because were I paid four off days debt. Late. Oh yes, 
It is such because I paid off debt because I I sold a house and I paid off a mortgage and I paid off personal loans and I paid off a credit card mm-hmm. and then I refinanced my car. So all of these things that I've done to reduce my interest and reduce the amount of debt oh, yeah. counted against me because the the accounts were closed and my overall borrowing power decreased. Okay, so like I did the right thing you and did I'm the right punished. Thing. <laughs> But it, the th- also the thing, like they don't. We're, I'm sure we're going to talk about this. They don't want you to close your cards. They want you to have like an open, like a large. They want you to have a large borrowing power. But yeah. it's a double-edged sword because the larger your borrowing power, the larger the risk. So mm-hmm. the larger the chance that you could just own a hundred thousand dollars in debt immediately. Yeah. Is a factor in there as well. It's so, it is so complex and strange. It's and so, like, whoever. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Because in those instances, like those accounts that got closed, a mortgage, a car loan, a personal loan, you don't get the choice to leave those open. When you no. pay them off, the account is closed. Yep. It's not like a credit card where it's like, okay, well, now you have $10,000 to, to use. Right. It's like you don't get a choice. Those accounts have to close. Yeah. So because you paid off debt, the account closes, but ding, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What? They're like, now go get another car. <laughs> yes. Go buy another car. And then buy we're going to ding home. it again because they <laughs> ran your credit because score. Because you got an and inquiry. Then, <laughs> and, and now you have you, a new loan. Exactly. Which counts against you because now your your debt is too recent. Oh, yeah. I hate it. And it's also like, oh wait, you only have credit card debt, but not but not a loan. That's another yeah. point, right? And that's it a bad thing. So, how dare you? I hope you're going to talk about how we got here because, like, oh yeah, how did people even come up with this scheme? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about how we got to this point. Okay, I'm going to be quiet. So, you dive in. No, no, that's that's totally fine. So when what I think is really interesting too is, I don't know about you, I was never really taught about debt and managing my finances and credit cards. And Me like neither. You don't learn any of that stuff in school. I've heard some schools are starting to offer like optional courses for kids to learn these like real world skills, I guess. Imagine but that. I never had that. Learning real world skills. When I was in sixth grade, <laughs> one of our math lessons was learning to balance a checkbook. I mean, that's something, even though we don't use checks anymore. Don't use that anymore, but I know how to do it. They don't teach you how to do your taxes either. <laughs> nope. You no, know, just good these luck. basic and, skills you uh, need as an adult. And if you fuck it up, you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But so when I was in college, I got my first credit card. Bank of America had a deal with Penn State that they offered a credit card with a 0% interest for incoming freshmen. And so I got a credit card. My parents encouraged me to get one. They said, you need to get a credit card. And I followed my dad's instructions. My dad told me, get a credit card once a month, fill your gas tank. At the end of the month, pay it off. The next month, fill your gas tank. End of month, pay it off. So I literally had one transaction on that credit card every month. Um, unfortunately I did not stick to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that happens. But so what about you? Like, how did you go about building credit? Okay. So before I built credit, I had to tank it first mm-hmm. because like from a young age, I was like buying things. Like I was in band, I bought my own French horn. I bought, you know, so I had like mm-hmm. loans already. Um, and then I, went to college and was like basically making very little money. I had a car already 
And I was working on, I mean, I was going to school the whole time. So I had like my car almost repossessed. I was late on every payment. And then finally I was kind of like, my aunt is really good at money. So I, my dad was not good at money. Like there was very few people in my family that are good at money. But I called my aunt and she was like, all right, this is what you need to do. And she kind of walked me through like what I could do, like, you know, making half payments or partial payments until you're ready. And then starting to build that, uh, that record of paying things at least on Mm -hmm. time or like ahead of time. Um, and kind of like whittling down based on the interest rate, you know, just these little tips and tricks along the way to help you get things under control. And then once I kind of had those like little tips and tricks and was able to build, then you get like balance transfer, you know, things. And it just helps, you know, help get even more under control. Right. But it's a, it is a process. I mean, it is. and it takes a long time. And I think that one of the things that really bothers me about the, the whole thing is sometimes you end up with credits, like a credit score that you are not responsible for. I have mm-hmm. a friend who, when she turned 18 and went to like, I don't know if she was getting a loan for college or what she was doing. And they were like, we can't give you one because your credit score is too low. And she's like, what do you mean my credit score is too low? Her mom had put their electric bill in her name that is... and had not been paying it. So from the time she was a little kid, she had utility bills in her name that were unpaid. And I was like, what the fuck? How is that even allowed? That is so messed and, up. And what's really crazy to me, I when I, I remember the first time I like got a credit report back in college, my mom was like, you should get one. You can get one for free once a year. Let's get your credit report and just look at it. And we found like a credit, like store credit card from Sears that had Mm. been opened in the 90s. I was born in 1987, Kyle. (laughs) So we're like calling them, trying to explain, like, I did not open this. This does not relate to me. Like I went through this whole big thing to finally get it taken off my credit report. And then mentioning it once offhand, my dad goes, oh, yeah. I opened a card with Sears. I think I put everyone on it. I was six, Dad. What was the fuck was I gonna buy? (laughs) What was he thinking? Like I, I, I don't think I have one anymore. I used to have um, a credit card through like my the bank that my dad uses because he had gotten a credit card that each person in the family had one. It was like emergencies only. I used it one time, sure, like to book an emergency flight home. Never used it, Um, but I was like. Why did, why, why did you think your six-year-old needed right. a Sears card? But it's like, like you would even know what to do with that thing <laughs> I didn't in an emergency. Exactly. I didn't know it existed. Why? Why? Just why? Come on. Uh, so, so let's look at like, what even is a credit score? Like, obviously we know it's a number, that number evaluates Um, It's like an evaluation. They do like an analysis of basically your credit files. um, And that's just used to represent essentially, I hate saying this word so many times, credit worthiness. I'm just saying credit a million times. But, um, you know, that credit worthiness is basically like how risky is it to give you money? What is the risk of that, of involved in that? Um, The number is going to be between 300 and 850. And it's, you know, 
just based on a, a credit report. So they get all this information from different credit bureaus about your borrowing history, about the debt that you own, about your payment history, um, you know, the debt ratio, the age of your accounts, all these different things that they kind of evaluate um, and, and they have different levels of risk associated with right. them. So most commonly we think of this in regards to like credit cards and loans, um, and, you know, your credit score is like a deciding factor in approval for those, like how much you can borrow, what kind of rate you're going to get. But it's used in so many other things as well. Like landlords will oh, ask yeah. for your credit score. Um, cell phone companies will ask for your credit score. Insurance companies. Essentially anybody that you have to make regular payments to may ask for your credit score just to understand, like, how risky is it for me to do business with you? Interesting. Um, cell phone companies? Cell phone companies, because you have to make that monthly payment. So I mean, you want to know how reliable you're going to be. If you're buying and a $1,000 piece of equipment, you know? Yeah. And it's just so crazy to me. Like, we have this ambiguous number hanging over our heads that has, like, such a stronghold over our lives. Right. But, like, how many of us actually even understand it and how it works? Right. I f- it's just so weird. I feel like as someone who's almost 40 and has been monitoring my credit for at least 15 years, mm-hmm. I have a good understanding of it. Um, yeah. But even there are times when I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. Um, and things I don't understand, like when you'll look and your thing has gone down 30 points for, you know, paying off a credit card or making one late payment, it goes down 30 points, but then making a hundred on time payments or overpayments and it goes one point, you know? Yeah. So it seems like sometimes it's there's so an imbalance. Imbalanced. Yeah. Yeah. It's so imbalanced. So in the United States, we have three major credit bureaus, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. And like I said before, you can get a full credit report once a year for free from any of those. But there's obviously tons of free services out there now to help you monitor your credit. Like I have Credit Karma. I love it. It's free. It sends me a notification of like, hey, there was a change to your credit score. Take a look. Check it out. Or like, yeah. hey, this new account was just added to your credit report. Make sure that it's accurate. So I love that feature just to kind of like keep you more aware. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, it's like when I was in college, you could get that credit report one time a year. And it was like, all right, now I wait until next year and hope nothing gets fucked up until then. Like, yeah. you just had no idea. I use uh, Credit Karma as well. And I really like it. It's easy to digest. It's easy to understand. Yeah. And there's so many little like tips and tricks out on that, on the platform to help you like navigate. So many. Or even like when you're going through and it's like, hey, if you need a loan, there's one you might be approved for. It like takes in all these tips and tricks into consideration for you. It's really, really quite a useful tool. Yeah. And again, not an ad, but not a sponsor. We just both use it. (laughs) Kyle and Courtney have questions at (laughs) gmail.com. Really manifesting these sponsorships. Really going for it. So the most common scoring method is the FICO score. I think we've probably all heard that. And what I thought was interesting, I never thought about like FICO. What does that mean? FICO Uh stands for the Fair Isaac Corporation, which is a, this is so bizarre to me. It's a data analytics company that's based in Bozeman, Montana. And they just developed these credit scoring systems. Scam. What? Scam. (laughs) Who did they so pay like, hey off guys, in the we government? We came up with this number scale. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> use it now. <laughs> Who did they pay off in the government to get this instilled in our lives? Right. And what I think is interesting is like 
a lot of places now will provide you with your FICO score. Like Discover right. card is always promoting that like you get your FICO score with Discover card. Mm-hmm. Um, so FICO identifies a good credit score as anything between 670 and 739. That is the good credit range. Huh. And they say that 67% of Americans have a good score or better. So two-thirds of Americans have good credit or better. But that leaves a whopping one-third of Americans yeah. with crummy credit. Um, so, again, I checked mine. I'm at a 7-Eleven. Happy to hear. I'm not at a 7-Eleven. I'm at my home. But my credit <laughs> score is at a 7-Eleven. So happy to report I have good credit still, even though me paying That's off all that debt tanked it. <laughs> wonderful. Let's see. Mine... Um, mine actually just went down 10 points since the last time I checked it, but it doesn't. So rude. Like it doesn't tell me like, I'm trying to find out what. It doesn't tell you why. Oh, because my, my debt increased because of the traveling and things that I've been doing. But 10 points, 10 points. 10 points so that you can enjoy your life. 10 How points. How dare you try to enjoy I your life, pal. spent money. Get a yeah. fucking life. Anyway, let's continue. It's- Fucking rude is what it is. <laughs> it's rude as hell. I always remember, um, like with my last job when I worked with dealerships, obviously you buy a car, they pull your credit report because they need to know what kind of loan you can get. Right. And I will never forget watching them tell this woman that they could not get her a loan for a car and she left and the sales manager came back into the office and he was just shaking his head. And I was like, you guys couldn't figure out anything for her? And he was like, Courtney. Her credit score was 420. Oh, my God. I've never even seen a credit score that low. I was like, you have to work pretty hard to get a credit score of 420. Or like, how? Or you don't. You just get a bunch of lines of credit and just, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Never paid anything again. I was just like, oh, my God. But And we're going to talk about, like, how bad credit scores can, like, really impact you in a minute. Cool. But so... Like you said, how did we get this system? How the fuck did we get here? So before the like modern system that we have now, and I hate to even call it modern because it's trash, but you know, we still had credit bureaus that kept credit reports of like your accounts and your payment information. And in the late 1950s is when they started to kind of generate scoring methods to kind of provide that statistical risk to use as a reference point. Right. Um, In 1974, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act was passed. Do you know what that act did? In 64, the Equal Credit... 74. 74. 1974, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. I feel like it has a racist uh, beginning to to promote (laughs) equality (laughs) between the races, to have everyone uh, equal opportunities to get credit. So that is part of it. But have you ever heard that fun little fact about how women were not allowed to have their own credit card without their husband's permission? God, yes. So the Equal Credit Opportunity Act eliminated that. It banned uh, any company from denying credit based on gender, marital status, race, nationality, religion, age, or for anyone receiving public assistance. So it's saying they they could... Get credit. They could, they, yes, that, none of those things, it was basically like an anti-discrimination. None of those things could be taken into account when evaluating if you were eligible for credit. Say that law one more time. 
It is the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Okay. It was passed in 1974. Got it. Okay. So yeah, prior to that, women could not open a credit card <laughs> without their husband's permission. Oh, okay. Fucking what? We're talking, we're talking less than 50 years ago. Yeah. A woman could not have a credit card. That's so bogus. <laughs> like, excuse me? Get Rude. it together. Bullshit. Um, but again, so the, the, like the goal with creating this credit scoring method of just having this like numerical value as a reference point was essentially to prevent discrimination lawsuits because rather than looking at all these factors, you just had this number to use as a reference. Interesting. You didn't look at anything else. This number was calculated from all these different factors. And so it was almost kind of like a, like a blind effect of like, I just have a number. I don't know. I don't need to know what your race is. Don't need to know your ethnicity, your religion, your gender. I just have a number here. Sure. That's all I need to know. Um, so throughout the 70s and 80s, the um, credit industry, they kind of consolidated. They started doing pre-screening. Um, FICO scores started being widely used in the late 80s, but it kind of became the primary method nationally in 1995 when Freddie Mac started requiring lenders to use that for all new mortgage applications. Interesting. So any mortgage that was going to go through one of Freddie Mac's lenders had to use a FICO score. So it just like kind of exploded and took over from there. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like what happens if you have a bad credit score? Like how can that impact you? Oh, it can impact you in so many ways. Like you could not get loans. You could not get houses. You could be turned down for cars, like basic yeah. necessities, like your power, like any, yeah. like, like you said, anyone you're making routine payments to that is going to yeah. look at things like that. And I think that's what so many people don't think about because so often when people talk about credit score, they think credit card, they think loan. Right. Well, if you have bad credit, you shouldn't have a credit card. You shouldn't be spending more money. You shouldn't get a loan. You don't need to spend more money. But like they don't think about how many places that applies. Like having a bad credit score, like you said, you could be denied housing. Yeah. You could be denied utilities. Like that can have a huge negative impact on someone. Like if you can't find housing because of your credit rate, like you could end up homeless or living in a really crappy or dangerous home. Yeah. Like maybe you're not able to get a loan for a car so you don't have reliable transportation and therefore you can't get a job. So now your credit can't get any better. Right. Like it just becomes this vicious cycle. And so right. like, again, like kind of going back to that example within the automotive industry, like I worked within that industry for almost a decade and there were so many horror stories of like, when you have bad credit, you are what they call a subprime borrower. So that is basically somebody who needs to borrow money that has a really poor credit score. And you get like just the shittiest loans, very low limit, very high interest rate. Right. So it's like people would walk into a dealership and I had dealerships where it was like, oh, you're a subprime lender, you're a subprime borrower, you got to go talk to Jim. He's the only guy who handles the subprime stuff. Which is... You got one guy handles all of it. It's so crazy. Like the whole, you have, you get a, a smaller limit at a higher interest rate. So we're going to charge you more for the risk, but you can't afford it anyway, which is why you're here. It just, so, it's so crazy to me. But that's why they get such a low amount. But still. Because you might have an 18% interest rate, but like you're only getting $12,000. Still. You can't borrow anything more than that. So that you're paying, and it's going to be like an eight year 
term. So you're going to have normal payments. Mm, okay. But you're paying so much for a shitty car. Yeah. And I remember going to a dealership once um, with a coworker. They were having a special for the week for subprime borrowers because like the area they lived in had a lot of people living in poverty. And so they were like, all right, we're going to have like a special week where we're pushing all of the subprime cars. So they like all the nice fancy like Mustangs and F-150s, yeah. those got moved to the back of the lot. And it was like, here's a 1994 Nissan Altima. Put that <laughs> one right out front in the middle. Right. Like just the crappiest used cars that they were like, this is what you guys can afford. Right. So here you go. Here's what we have. And it was just so bizarre. That is so weird. <laughs> right? It's just nuts. So as I was like reading through this, I just kept thinking, I'm like, do other countries have the same system? Like, is this a universal thing? So as I was like researching all of this, I got to thinking like, do other countries use the same system? Like, is this a universal system that everyone's using or is it just a stupid thing that America has? It's just <laughs> the U.S., right? No. What? Some countries actually have very similar methods. There are some that are very different and some that I think just don't actually have any kind of like credit scoring method. So like Australia, Canada, and India all have very similar systems to the U.S. And Canada actually even uses two of the same credit bureaus. Huh. They also use Equifax and TransUnion. They used to have Experian. Experian stopped um, you know, functioning or operating in Canada back, I think it was like in 2009. Interesting. So they're very similar to us. Now, some other countries that do things a little bit differently, uh, Austria, their credit scoring is done as like a blacklist method. So if you don't pay your bills, you will end up on like a blacklist with a credit bureau that like you can't get anything else because you're not paying your bills. You got to get caught up before you can do anything else. Yeah. They'll just like Whoa, shut you down. That's crazy. But what I but what I thought was really interesting, Europe, as we've discussed before, has very like defined strict privacy laws. Right. So citizens actually have the the option. They can opt in. They have to opt in to allow their private data to be used for any purpose. So, mm -hmm. so they can basically just be like, nah, you can't track that. <laughs> Oh my God, that is brilliant. I'm going to be a real shitty consumer, but you're not allowed to tattle on me. You can't track that. <laughs> so what, oh my God, what do they do? I, I mean, this is not what this topic is know. about. I mean, obviously some people are opting into it. I don't know. It's crazy to me. That's and, so interesting. Yeah. And then you have countries like Brazil actually used to use a similar method, but they now have a system that's more like ours. It's a little bit different, but it's much more similar to ours than to that gotcha. one. Um, China, typical China, they have a ton of different credit scoring companies. They're all private. So they all function totally differently. Hmm. Like completely varies. Um, <laughs> so Sweden. Stupid. Yeah. Sweden's credit scoring is similar to ours, but... They also take into account anyone who's failing to pay taxes. So if you don't pay your taxes every no year, way. ding. I know some people who would be in a lot of trouble if they were in Sweden. Yeah, seriously. Huh, For sure. interesting. Well, it's kind of interesting then, that ours doesn't do that. Yeah, right? I'm Nobody nobody tell them that Sweden's doing that. <laughs> they, might, <laughs> they might adopt it. <laughs> 
Now, one I thought was interesting, the United Kingdom has a very different system than most other countries. Um, So they don't have any like universal credit score or credit rating in the UK. Every lender assesses potential borrowers based on their own criteria. So every single lender is doing it differently. And they all use like all they all have their own algorithms, but those algorithms are considered trade secrets. So no one knows how they're doing it. That is so confusing. Like, imagine calling up Visa and being like, can I get a credit card? And they're like, no, your credit score is terrible. What is it? It's 12. Well, how does it work? We can't tell you. Trade secret. (laughs) Okay. It's 12. Like, too high? How do I get it? Too low? What do the numbers go to? How do I get it better? It's top secret. Figure that out. Secret. Right? That's for us to know and you to find out. I know. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how is that? What's that legal? Seriously. If you're going to score someone, they should at least know how it's being scored. Right? Exactly. So one thing that I came across during my research that I thought was really interesting, there was an article talking about how some like fintech startups are trying to eliminate credit scores. Mm -hmm. So... Um, at the start of the article, uh, like the first couple lines of the article, it says, it seems to reward the people who are already doing okay financially yeah. and penalize those who are not. And the rejection of the latter's applications for home or auto or other types of loans can arguably perpetuate a vicious cycle of not being able to break out of poverty or other conditions. Exactly. For example... If you can't get a loan to buy a car or afford the interest rates, it might make it harder for you to get a job. What did I just say? Exactly. Thank you, you, writer of this article. (laughs) Right. Come on. Like, it's common sense. Right? And so I thought it was really interesting. So one of the companies, which is called Altro, which is actually backed by Jay-Z. What? (laughs) Jay-Z's out here trying to break down credit scores. Um, Get it, Jay-Z. But, Right? So they recently raised $18 million to try and help people build credit. And they are promoting the idea of that being based on any recurring payment, including things like Netflix and Hulu. Mm. You're paying for Netflix and Hulu or Spotify or whatever every month. That should count positively towards your credit. You're responsibly making payments on a regular basis. But it's not tied to your social security number. Right. Exactly. Mm. So another company called Pedal, they actually are offering two different Visa credit cards and they're focusing those on underserved consumers, like those who just have little to no credit history. So like recent college graduates or somebody who just has never tried to get a credit card. Like I know people who just don't have credit cards because they don't, they're like, well, I don't want to spend money I don't have. So they just don't get a credit card. How do they get loans? How do they build a credit? Great question. <laughs> I mean, I've seen. So I mean, I, I know people like they have like a car loan or like a home loan, but like they won't get a credit card because they're like, I'm not going to spend money I don't have. I'm not going to charge. I mean, that makes sense. Money. I'm like, I get it, but I'm over here. I'm like, which credit card should I use? <laughs> <laughs> which one has the best rewards right now? Right. Exactly. Um, so, and then there's another company, and this is the one I think was my favorite. It's called X1, and their goal is to underwrite customers based on their income, not mm-hmm. on their credit score. So they have claimed that they can actually set 
borrowing limits up to five times higher than traditional credit card companies. And so they said like, you know, this is a good option if you make a steady income, but you just don't have strong credit. So again, like a recent college graduate or, you know, somebody who just hasn't opened a credit card. Like I have a good paying job. I have a mortgage. I have a car loan. I just don't use credit cards, but I make good money. And now I need to get a credit card or a loan. Right. They can use that. Um, Which I mean, like, what are your thoughts on those different options? Well, I definitely think there should be different options for that aren't predatory for people that have lower credit or have been having trouble building credit. So I think those are yeah. really valuable tools because, as with a lot of things in America, these structures were built to promote white people that were doing well mm-hmm. financially and hold back people that were not. I mean, yeah. it, even though it's not specifically stated, that's what it does. Read between the lines. That's exactly yeah. what they were meant yep. to do. Absolutely. Um, so I'm I'm glad that there's solutions coming along. I mean, especially in this day and age where there's so much wealth inequality, that yeah. finding ways for people to build credit and to better their situation, I think is great. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I really like the idea, like to me, it has always made sense. The idea of looking at that, like income to debt ratio, Mm -hmm. like sure. Maybe right now my credit isn't that great. It's like a hundred points lower than it was six months ago. But like, if you look at what I'm bringing in every month compared to like what I'm paying out, right? I have plenty of extra income that I could make other payments if I needed to. Right. So it's like, why why is that not part of the calculation? Why are you just looking at this one number that again is calculated on just the most random algorithm that makes no sense? Mm-hmm. Like you're exactly it's just, right. It's crazy. You're exactly crazy. right. Because there's been there's been times in my history where I'm like, okay, I know I can afford this if I was to take out a loan. I know I yeah. can afford this based on what I'm taking in and what my bills are. But yeah. you know, for one reason or another, it's like, no, we're not gonna give you that much. Right. Like, but I can, I, know. I can afford this. I know I can. I got, I got really annoyed. Um, a few years ago, I did like a debt consolidation loan because it was like, oh, like I had like a few thousand dollars left on my student loans and I had like a credit card that had gotten kind of high. And I think I had another loan for something. I don't remember. Um, oh, it was from like a medical thing that I had like some medical debt. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get like one personal loan pay everything off. And then I have one payment instead of these three different things. I want one payment. And I remember like arguing kind of with a woman that she was like, well, you know, you have these other accounts and I'm like, right, but this is going to replace those. Right. Those will go away when you give me this money. Right. And she was like, well, it's still going to be a higher interest rate. And I'm like, how does that make any sense? You're going to charge me more to take this money when I'm trying to get rid of that money over there. Right. I was like, I'm just trying to swap it. Right. I'm not trying I'm to swindle to so anyone. I'm just trying to better my situation, biatch. Yeah. That's why I'm I like, like... Listen, I'm just lazy. I just want to make one payment. Right. <laughs> That's why I almost think like if you're if you're working towards that and you find like a balance transfer offer... That's almost better than yeah. doing a, a, a full consolidation loan because it's like you're using yeah. your own credit. It's just shifting everything around based on a promotion, you know? Yeah. But you have to be serious those... about making those payments. You can't yeah. get crazy right. and like you fall have behind. To, yeah. You have to be really, really cognizant of those yeah. because that's 
those can easily, you know, you're like, oh, the, there's no interest on this money. I'll just keep right. spending. And it's like, and but then the interest kicks in and it's on everything. And they're hoping you don't. That's that's yeah. what they're hoping you default on it. So they get all that mo- extra money. But, you know. Yep. That's, I just got, um, actually just got a check to do like a balance transfer for 0% interest for 18 months for one of my credit cards. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I have one credit card. It's not super high, but I'm like, I'm going to transfer it because then like, I know I can pay a little bit less every month and still pay it off well within that 18 month period. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I'm not paying interest yep. and I get points. <laughs> exactly. It's, you got to find those little things to make things, make it work for you. Yeah, Exactly. So um, just to like kind of wrap up, I mean, like in my opinion, and I think, I think we're in agreement on this, like we can definitely find a better method to like track and manage the like people's credit worthiness. Uh Like there is a better way to do it than what we have right now. Um, But I, I don't know how we're ever going to change it because the system we have now serves the companies really well. It makes them money. And so they have no incentive to rework it. But right. the current system fucking blows. Right. It really <laughs> blows. It's the worst. I wonder if there's like anyone like higher up that's kind of like looking at this particular model that we're using in our like mm-hmm. anyone in the government that's kind of like has that on their radar of like we should probably right. Work on well, this. Like, what's FICO doing? Did they just create this algorithm in the 50s and they were like, we're done here? <laughs> we just blew everything up, mic drop. What do they do? You guys they all go into work and they play solitaire all day long. Right. If everything is working off of algorithms, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? I'm gonna go into your office you, and be like, with a with a <laughs> with a little uh notepad and a pencil and be like, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you're sorting mail. Hmm. Can you tell me what it is you do here? <laughs> yeah. I need a little more information. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're writing things. Okay, great. Mm, okay, <laughs> so you have paperwork. Are those real oh. words on there? Or is it just letters? <laughs> <laughs> that, sir. Type like Tyra Banks in that yeah, exactly. doll movie she did. And you're like reading that paper. Called. That, sir, does not make sense to me. Therefore, it's not real. <laughs> None of this is real. <laughs> Well, so, I feel like yeah. we need a better situation, first of all. Well, Definitely. I'm glad that there you're talking about that these other people are coming along and making tools that are easier yes. for people that are disadvantaged to use and yeah. to build their credit in their situation. And so one thing that I will, I guess, kind of plug because I've used it in the past, there is a company called Upstart that does... Mm-hmm. Um, personal loans. And that's who I did my debt consolidation loan with years ago. Interesting. Because they they do pull your credit report, but you fill out a full application and like they look at your education, your income, like they look at all of this stuff. And that's what your approval is based off of. They don't just pull a credit report and go, here's the rate you get. They actually do that. They do like a little interview with you by phone. Like it's a whole process. Hmm. And I had a great experience with them. Interesting. Um, so yeah, so I I really liked that, and it's like it's a private company. Um, if I remember correctly, they have like you know all of these super rich people who kind of finance the business. That it's like they make money off of some of the interest that's charged. Sure. But like the interest was way lower than anything else I had looked at because I looked at personal loans like through my bank and um, I'm trying to remember what else I like my bank and like Bank of America and all these different places. And it was like this random company that I found online had the best interest. 
it was just like an automatic payment every month. You get to pick what term you want, the amount you want. Like it was, it was fantastic. Nice. So if you need. That's the one that, that denied me. Cause I was like trying to, really? yes, I was trying to get a, a loan for my wedding and they oh denied me. And I, I mean, I ended up getting it. And cause I was like, I know I can afford this. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I know another one that's um, really good now. SoFi. They denied SoFi. me too. Really? Yes. Oh, you're a terrible candidate. <laughs> look, I could look at my credit score and be like, bitch, it is 767. Yeah. You can, you, I can do this. But for some reason they were like, no, no wedding loans. Sorry. No, none for you. Like, well, I'm trying to remember there's another one that came up prosper. I think it was prosper, Mm -hmm. but it was like, those were the three that when I was searching, like those three just kept coming up. They were like the top three that kept coming up. I ended up going with like a local, uh, like it's called like first Midwest or whatever. And like going through them. Um, but yeah, crazy. Crazy. Pricey girl. So um, the references that I used, uh, Wikipedia has an article on credit scores and then one on credit scores in the United States. Mm. Um, I also looked at the credit score article on Investopedia. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, USA.gov slash credit reports. You can also go there. The Mm -hmm, government has mm -hmm. a lot of good information about them. Um, Experian had an article about what is a good credit score. So I kind of read through that. And then the article I found about the startups, it was called These Startups Want to Make Credit Scores a Thing of the Past by Mary Ann. I'm probably going to slaughter this Azevedo. I don't know how you say that. Um, and that was on techcrunch.com. I love it. I love TechCrunch. <laughs> it was it was a very interesting article. And there were several other companies that I did not mention. There were quite a few. Yeah. So I think it's very promising to know that like those companies are out there to offer alternatives for people who need them. Mm-hmm. So and really all you have to do is whisper into the universe uh, low interest rate loans. Manifest it. And Google's listening. <laughs> don't worry. Google is Apple's listening. listening. Google's listening. They'll forward some loans to you. <laughs> yeah, they'll find it. They'll find them for you. Don't worry. <laughs> awesome. Courtney, thank you for that. That was really helpful, yeah. really insightful. Yeah, it was very interesting Yeah. To, to learn a little more about how the hell we got to this ridiculous right. <laughs> place that we're in. <laughs> if you guys have questions about credit scores, specific questions, drop us yeah. a DM. Maybe we can help you answer it. Let us it. know. Yeah. Okay, Courtney, are you ready for a would you rather? I'm ready. Okay. Hit me with it. All right, all right, all right. Would you rather party all day or party all night? Uh, Party all day because grandma can't stay up all night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get that. Oh, I just just had this conversation with a friend about how I was like, listen, if you want to go day drinking, I'm totally in. But if you're like, let's meet for drinks Friday night at nine, I will not be there. Oh, my God. I'm an old lady. I want to. I want to get day drunk. I want to be home by four. I want to order pizza, watch a movie, and be in bed at nine p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I live a very exciting life. I okay. So going off this question, I guess I would rather party all day because I'm definitely. Joe and I were actually just talking about this today as well. I don't like to day drink <laughs> because I don't like feeling like shit at five o'clock, and I don't like to party past. W- 12 30 1 a.m because mm-hmm. i'm like all right well i hit my wall good night i'm ready to go to bed i'm such a pawpaw but oh i listen i'm fucking cinderella man by midnight i need to be home yeah. i i hit that wall hard 
me too. And I'm like, this is fun. And also, I just don't <laughs> like to drink that much. It's just not my not my thing to do to, anymore, you know? I have to tell you this story. I um, I was out with friends once. This was years ago in Pittsburgh. And it was like a whole group of us. And we're out at the bars. And it's Friday night. And like we're all just like out going crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> we're like, yeah, let's go to this bar. Let's go. Everyone head there. <laughs> and everyone's like filing out and walking down the road to the bar. And I fucking hail a cab and get in. And I was like, take me home. <laughs> and I just texted my friend. And I was like, I got a cab. I'm going to bed. Your Irish goodbye. Just, like, it wasn't even an Irish goodbye. I was just like, yeah, let's go. And I just made sure I was at the end of the line. It's <laughs> like, that no. is so but smart. I can, but I can do like, I can be right there and be like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. I'm ready. No, I have to go home right now. I'm it's done. Like the the <laughs> like switch flips. Mid-sentence. Yep. It's just like... It's like, no. well, got to go. Goodbye. My, I'm turning into a pumpkin. Exactly. Um, but I mean, like, in ter- if we're going to go have a few drinks, I'll, yeah. I would rather do the evening time, go have dinner and a few drinks, than go home. So bringing this circle, like, full circle around to this, this wedding that I was in this weekend, it started at yeah. 4 and it was over at 10 p.m. And I was <sighs> like... Beautiful. Every wedding needs to be like this. <laughs> I love because that. we went home. I had some ice cream before I went home. I mean, before I got into bed, we watched a little TV, and I was like, "This is perfect, perfect, That's the best." Perfect. That is the actual best. Yeah, I'm a I big agree. fan of that. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of that. Every wedding needs to be four to ten. Period. Yep. I'm sorry, you guys yeah, like to my... rage all night. It ain't me. Yeah. When my cousin got married, it was something similar. Like the ceremony was at four. We did dinner. They had the reception and it was like kind of low key. And like, you know, they did all the like electric slide and like all those kind of things first. And then it was like right around nine o'clock. They like made an announcement of like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to turn this floor into a dance club. And it was like the grandparents, the older people, they all (laughs) left. And it was just like all the young people that stayed and it like turned up and I stayed for about 30 minutes and I was like, hmm, bedtime. So Farewell. this wedding was uh, very much old Jewish people and <laughs> trans bears. Like I love it. No, <laughs> not one single person wanted to dance. And the DJ who was our DJ at our wedding just oh tried his hardest to get people out there. And I was out there dancing for a while because usually I'm not a dancer, but I was like, it's Wallach. Oh, Let me go like, out there. I love to dance at weddings. Man, he had his work cut out for him because those trans bears were not trying to dance. They wanted to I go outside been out there and fucking smoke. By myself, just like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. When my best friend got when my best friend got married, I think she actually had a picture of it. She was like, "What is this photo?" I was like, "Uh, oh, that was uh, when I was teaching your dad the wobble." Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> like on the dance floor the whole night, my shoes broke. I had to oh leave god, in my bare feet, and it was like one of those weddings where they had like a shuttle from the hotel to the venue. So I'm like getting onto like an old dirty school bus Ooh. with no shoes on. And I'm just like, that's kind of bad. <laughs> At that point, you didn't care anymore because you were too drunk. Oh, I was a hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> hot mess and a half. It was great. But all right, you guys, we will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining we'll see us. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.